0: G'day y'all, Josh here. Welcome back to Deadset Podcasting. This is episode six. Today we're talking about advanced in-person interview tips for podcasting. Also, we've just fired this up at Dead Set Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like what you hear today, but don't think that you'll ever need any kind of editing services from DeadSet Podcasting, maybe check out buymeacoffee.com slash DeadSetPod. So that's buymeacoffee.com slash deadsetpod. Keeps the ship afloat. I'd really appreciate it. Anything you can donate there. And yeah, if not, thanks so much again for your time today. That's really all we're after in the end is just to share some valuable time together. Okay, we'll jump in now with five advanced in-person interview tips. And I've listened to piles of podcasts about podcasting for a very long time. I don't recall ever hearing these ideas on any podcast but i may be wrong hopefully you get as much benefit out of doing these few things as i do when i head out to interview people which i do more and more on my show punching sideways okay let's do this thing you're listening to dead set podcasting with your host josh liston this is a show dedicated to podcasting in australia new zealand and southeast asia follow along with today's episode over at deadsetpodcasting.com okay here we go So, I'm in my car, which will become pertinent in a couple of minutes, and I'm going to do my best to do this as safely as I possibly can. And you guys won't hear any of the points where I'm negotiating any form of traffic where there may be other cars, humans, or small children, who I guess you could classify as humans, although less predictable. So the first tip that I have for today is to leave early and be prepared for the trip not to go well, but still give yourself enough time that you can arrive without clashing with the interview time. So don't rush. There's a few reasons. A, if you're late. I know for me, as someone that hates being late, The idea of someone asking to interview me, for instance, and then turning up late and all flustered would automatically put me on the back foot. And I'm sure I'm not alone with that. So leave early enough that you can actually get to your in-person interviews, even if the trip is horrendous. Traffic, flat tire, having to go through a massive line at the fuel station, whatever it is that slows you down, you have to allow for that stuff. But besides the fact that it's just, I guess, courtesy to be early as opposed to late, the other reason I think it's a great idea is because it will allow you to get to the wherever you're recording, sit in your car or if you take public transport to just sit out somewhere in public, get some alone time and record in audio what you're most excited about asking that potential guest or that guests or who? however the interview is going to run, particularly if you don't know them, it's great to get down the reason that you're there before their personalities are thrown in the mix of once you've actually met them. Because sometimes what you are most excited about is something that maybe gets forgotten or you get a different impression of a person. And I think that that's what makes an interview magic and it's maybe why although they're highly scripted a lot of the interviews that come out of say public radio they have a narrative arc where they're not just telling a story but a lot of the time the actual host comes to understand something completely different new or unique about the subject matter and if you're doing an in-person interview that would be the guest for instance when i went to Beechworth for my show Punch- punching sideways Beechworth is a historical town that's maybe 40 minutes drive from where I live. I went there to interview some comic book creators, or sorry, graphic novel creators that also had parts of their stories picked up on Netflix. And the type of people that I thought they were online, I was excited to talk about one thing, but we went off on some real deep territory. (laughs) And it was just a great juxtaposition to be able to have that material in audio because I sat in the car, I said, This is why I'm here. This is what I'm excited about. Let's see how it goes. And it made interesting material, at least for me to listen back to, to say, okay, when I redo my intro, or even if I use this as the intro, I'm going to have my initial thoughts. And the listener will be able to go through maybe some kind of transformation too, if they're starting from the same point that I am. So don't be afraid to pull out your phone like what I'm doing now. That's why this is happening And as opposed to what I'm doing now, and doing it while you're driving. (laughs) I'm only going 40 kilometres an hour at the moment, which is not very fast. So, and I have been doing that for most of this little trip down to the store. Maybe just wait till you get there and then do it. So, the next thing is to clean your car. And why this is important, and I know it sounds horrible, but your guest and or the people that are helping your guest, if, They're a quote-unquote important person. They may have an assistant or a secretary or whoever. If you're going into a business, maybe you're meeting their PR person before you meet the CEO or however it works. They may offer to help you unpack your car to carry in your equipment. They may also offer to help you pack away your equipment into your car after you're finished. If your car is a complete mess, it can create a certain impression in the person's mind that, How organised and assiduous is this person? How detailed is their editing going to be if they can't even keep their car clean? Will their equipment work because this car is trashed? (laughs) Those are worries that you don't need to put into your guest's head. And it's as simple as maybe cleaning your car. It's a good excuse to do it anyway, but give the car a good vacuum. And if there's something you don't really need in the car, your children's sporting equipment or whatever, Just leave that all at home in case, well, in case what happens if you get asked to go somewhere with someone straight after the interview, like let's go grab a beer or go grab lunch and keep talking, however it works, that's not unusual for during the course of an interview for your guest to maybe become more interested in you as a person and vice versa, where you may actually want to go do something after the interview and it may be a case that you're the only person that has a vehicle there if they were dropped off at work or they walked somewhere or they took public transport to where you met them, etc. So clean your car, people. It's not hard, although I really need to do it myself. That one's more for me than it is for anybody else. Further to that, creating a good first impression in your guest and or their team's minds. Dress a level better than what you think you need to. And I've learned this from doing stand-up comedy the last six months. It's very easy to look more I guess for the lack of a better term slovenly or slobbish than you think you do when you don't maybe dress quite as well as you could and the safe option is to dress one level better than you think is absolutely necessary because you don't know whether you're going to be caught in a photo you don't know if you're going to meet the person's boss's boss's boss and you end up meeting all these people that are potential guests and although you're meeting the creative person from the art department, you may end up actually meeting the CEO who doesn't want to really converse with someone that's maybe wearing a pair of jeans. I mean, those are all circumstances. They're examples, obviously, but these are things that can happen. And if you're just dressed that little bit better than maybe you need to be, to me, that's a much better idea than not being dressed well enough and, once again, looking a bit slovenly. And... I guess personal grooming is another thing. Obviously, you don't want to wear perfumes, particularly to the ladies out there. That may be sending the wrong scent if it's a perfume that people would normally wear to a nightclub. Obviously, also, guys, don't load up on the aftershave. That can just be off-putting to people. But smell good or at least neutral. Don't have BO. Don't be sweaty when you turn up. That's another reason to get there early, to deodorize yourself if you happen to Get sweaty when you're driving, or you stress out when you're driving and you start to sweat. And things like wearing a hat, it might be easier to just not do that in case you have to go into a building where the security would like you not to be wearing the hat, and then you end up having to take it off and you've got awful hair and you just look once again a bit slovenly. So, those are all good reasons in my mind to dress and attend to yourself a little better than maybe what you feel you need to. It can't hurt, I guess, is the the truth of that particular statement. So before we get back into the studio, I'll just throw number four at you, and that's to bring a small folding stool, like a piano stool. Not only will act as a really nice and stable table for your portable mixer or digital recorder, and maybe even your notes, if you have a small enough recorder, you could have both on there, but it also doubles as a really strong and stable seat. If you get somewhere and this person you're interviewing has their normal chair or you go to a room where they have to drag a crummy little plastic seat in from somewhere that squeaks and makes noise and isn't comfortable for an extended period, if you come with your own seat and you don't need it, well, at least that way you've got a really nice little table that you know is sturdy, that can hold your recorder, and also hold your notes. And I've just found that those little piano stools hold up really, really well to a lot of use, being thrown in and out of cars for years and years and years, much better than any chair or portable seat that I've owned, camping chair or otherwise. They're just better made, and the cushion doesn't wear out, even if you're sitting on it for a long time. They're just really well made. So a small piano chair. Seems weird. Obviously, you can't take one if you're on public transport, but if you're driving, just have one in the car. You never know how a little stool like that might be handy. So we'll jump back into the studio now for number five, which basically we're going to cover three potential performance problems that your guests may have when they're on the microphone that are going to cause you issues in post-production. So just to recap where we've got on this little drive, Arrive early so you're not stressed out and obviously you're not late. Record a little piece of audio about what you're most excited about. You may need to reference that because once you meet the person or people, your impression may change. You may become way more familiar with them or have something else completely in common you didn't expect. But I think it's always good to have some kind of record of what you initially wanted that person on the show to talk about. Because that's also good for, in the future, if you manage to get them back on, you can backtrack. And that could be a way to introduce a second interview, even if you don't touch on it anywhere near as deeply. Just, hey, last time you were on the show, we had this great conversation about X, Y, Z. I actually was going to ask you about this. Do you mind if we touch on that a little bit? Or now that I know you, it doesn't really seem as relevant. Or I have a feeling how you might answer this better now, but can we go there just for a minute? Clean your car. For obvious reasons, it's just good for the car to be cleaned. Once again, note to self, clean your car, Josh. But also, also if your guest offers to help you unpack or repack your car and or you go for a drive somewhere to continue chatting to get to know the person better or you have to do an emergency run to the chemist, to the supermarket to get a pack of batteries, that person's car breaks down and you have to go pick them up or they get stuck somewhere on public transport and you actually decide, I'm going to go pick you up from XYZ train station, make sure your car's not a disgrace, basically. Dress a level better as opposed to a level worse than you need to. And that can just be an internal feeling. I feel I have to be neat casual. Maybe in that case, you just don't wear a pair of runners, you wear a slightly nicer pair of shoes. Or if you are just going to wear jeans and a t-shirt and a cap, Maybe you wear jeans and a short sleeve button-up shirt and you leave the cab at home and do your hair. Number four, if it's appropriate and you can afford it, get yourself a well-made foldable piano stool because they're useful for a whole myriad of things. Even eating your dinner off, which I've done before, (laughs) I used it as a stool to put a plate on. So if you're driving to do the in-person interview, it can't hurt to have one with you. So we'll jump back in with Studio Josh. Once again, we're going to look at three performance issues that if you can stay on top of these things with your guest and also with yourself, it's going to make post-production easier and the end product better. This episode was edited by Dead Set Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. So hopefully that audio was okay. I was using the... Apple AirPods, just the Gen 2 ones, not the noise-canceling ones. So those were running via Bluetooth to an old recording app called iTalk, which I still like more than any other recording app on iOS for quick stuff. I use it to record all my stand-up comedy rehearsals and the sets that I do if I've got a new riff idea for guitar. And also sometimes I use it to record a podcast because it just always works And the upload to my Google Drive is so easy and the sound quality is so consistent. And the app doesn't ever seem to have a really buggy, rubbish version out there in the world that some of the other apps do on occasion on the iOS. Okay, so just to finish off today, three potential performance issues that you may experience when going out to interview people, particularly if they have to hand hold the microphone. So... The first thing that people do, even experienced podcasters, is they move on and off the mic erratically. And as they relax, they tend to go back. So you'll notice that in post-production that it's really obvious that people were more, more so off mic than what you may have thought at the time because you're physically with them and they're mimicking normal behavior. So your brain is filling in some of what it thinks is there is sound but when you strip all the environmental stimulus away I guess of visuals and sounds and smells and you're just left with raw audio it's much more obvious when people go on the mic and off the mic and then they lean back because they're relaxed and they're way off the mic or the microphone drops away from them like it's doing at the moment and you have some volume issues. And I can see just in this audition file that I have open here that my levels just really almost dropped off the face of the earth on the shotgun microphone that I'm on. And this is a similar pickup pattern to the microphone that I recommend most for in-person interviews, and that's the Sennheiser MD-46. So one thing about that mic is they really have to be on the mic to get a nice consistent sound because the noise rejection is so extreme on the microphone because of the pattern that it picks up that you can't be as loose on that mic than say the RE20 that I have off to the side here which is much more forgiving of moving your head around the microphone. The next performance issue is something that's easy to let slide at the time because you're trying to be good about the situation particularly if someone's nervous but you're going to cause a big problem for yourself in post-production That's letting people rub their hands on their clothes, whether it's their pants or their shirt or they're moving a zipper up and down. You just need to let people know as gently as you can before you start recording that there's certain sounds that are very hard to get rid of. That rubbing sound on certain material and the sound of a zipper being moved around, that crosses over with a lot of the frequencies of the human voice that you want to leave in your recording. You can't just notch those out and expect the rest of the recording to maintain a really nice sound so if you're letting someone rub their hands on their pants for a great swath of your podcast you either have to leave it in there or eq the sound in a certain way that you're actually going to change the natural character of their voice which no one really wants to do if they don't have to number three it's notification sounds This is what I've discovered from doing a few hundred in-person interviews over the last eight or nine years. Actually have a tech break or two, depending on how long the interview is. Let your guests know beforehand. Can we please turn the notifications off or at least the sounds don't have them on a desk because they will actually vibrate. And that sound is really, well, we all know what it sounds like. We all have it happening in our personal life. It can take the listener out of the conversation and remind them that there's a phone there and then they become fixated on wondering, I wonder who was calling XYZ or why would they have got a notification? Why wasn't that on silent? Aren't they treating this seriously? You wouldn't have it turned on at your job. Why do you have that turned on during an interview? So what I do is I actually just have a little break for a few minutes and sometimes I can tell if people are antsy and they're looking sideways at their phone like, oh, I wonder what all those notifications are. I'll feign having to go to the toilet or I'll feign that my voice is kind of dying and I have to go get a drink. So there's comfortable ways to give that person a tech break. So build in those tech breaks into your in-person interviews and you'll have a happier guest. You'll have less notifications interrupting your recording, particularly if you're going to interview the person more than one time or they're going to become a semi-regular co-host. They know and have confidence that you're not going to push them to do a massive long recording where they can't look at their technology, particularly if their parents, it's almost irresponsible to expect that person, particularly outside of their work life, to not receive any notifications for a great long period of time. It's just not realistic and you don't want to put someone in a position where they check their phone an hour later than what they really were comfortable with and there's a whole heap of important stuff on there. You don't want to be the cause of that. So tech breaks, people, tech breaks. Okay, that's probably it for today. You can get the show notes from deadsetpodcasting.com. This is episode six. Buymeacoffee.com slash deadsetpod is where you can support the show if you don't ever plan on using an audio editor for your podcast, but you're still finding good value in this show. From what I'm hoping is obvious is kind of hard-won advice from making a lot of mistakes for the best part of a decade and I wouldn't be telling you this stuff if I didn't 100% believe that it could help and I'm not sure that everyone out there feels that way in the space I think there's a lot of people out there just trying to go from people's cash and have their hands on their wallets but if you do want to throw a few freckles our way just to keep the ship afloat buymeacoffee.com slash deadsetpod and at deadsetpod on twitter and instagram to interact with us You can also email hello at deadsetpodcasting.com, that will come straight to me, and we can discuss editing a show for yourself or your work or whatever, or we can just chat podcasting. Or if you need that link again to buy me a coffee, I can email that back to you as well. Hello at deadsetpodcasting.com, have a great week, actually two weeks, I'm kind of bringing these out fortnightly, so let's just stop saying next week, I'll talk to you guys in a fortnight. Have a really good end of February, early March. I hope that everything's going along nicely with your show and personal life outside the show, and I'll speak to you soon. Catch you later. This episode was edited by Dead Said Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.